Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rack and yak. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. Dylan Cease has a no-hitter through three innings. Just thought I'd mention that. We've been a couple days since we've had a no-hitter, so Dylan Cease is up. Welcome in, welcome back. Saturday Suckage, our near-award-winning segment coming up right now, What Mark Heard, and it's starring Mark Grody. What were the odds of that? Mark, what did you heard this week? And now, here is me. Okay, Um, (laughs) what I heard this week was the Cubs general manager... Jed Hoyer speaking, and there was a lot of interesting things he said, but the one that I'm paying most attention to right now is trying to figure out what Jed Hoyer thinks he might know already about this Cubs team, regardless of what they do prior to the trading deadline at the end of July. And this is Jed Hoyer on signing of the core guys. I think the answer will probably be the same throughout the year. I mean, right now, the, like there aren't discussions going on with the players. It's the middle of May, and we're, you know, we're playing. And I think that's that's not what's on their minds. You know, so like I said, we we always have sort of the door open during the season, but we're not going to actively reach out. I think we've been you know, sort of asked not to do that. You know, in, in a lot of ways because you know that's not what the players want to deal with. You know, listen, I think we've said and been consistent. I think we've, you know, obviously there's been. Um, you know, a ton of success with this group. Uh, you know, there's been times obviously, you know, that um, we haven't sort of achieved the levels we wanted, but like, I think that these, these players are, you know, iconic players for the Cubs. I think we've seen a couple of these guys come back here and the way they've been treated. And, you know, these, these guys that we still have are, are absolutely at that, at, at that level or even higher. And, you know, obviously we, you know, we'd love to, you know, continue to have those players going forward. So I, I you know, listen, nothing, nothing has changed that, that feeling, you know, the way this year has started. Judd Hoyer has been very careful not to mess with the, the legacy of Cubs players and the power of the fans and those players relationships with fans. And we saw that when the stuff with Anthony Rizzo kind of erupted 
in the off season and then right into the season where Hoyer wanted no part of you know, like being responsible somehow for Rizzo not having signed with the Cubs. And then you hear some of it there talking about the legacy and the relationships with it. So it always sounds to me, Steve, like Jed Hoyer is walking this fine line of knowing that he's got to in some way, shape or form, break this thing up if the Cubs want to get better and get back to being a championship contender, but also satiating the fan base if he thinks that he needs to. And by the way, money is always on players' minds. He says, they're not really thinking about it and all that kind of stuff, which I know that Rizzo put the kibosh on speaking about it right now, but he's thinking about his money. He's thinking about his future, and so are all those other guys on the Cubs roster. No question. And it's a tough go. I, I got the feeling that there was an odd bit of tap dancing. And Jed's been doing tap dancing all along. We're not quitting on this year. Jed's almost upset, it seems like, that they're in baseball's second worst division. Only the NL East looks worse. And what happens is now the Cubs are are close to they're close to the division, the two games behind the Cardinals, right? And they're facing the Cardinals and Nobody's really playing that well, and it's frustrating. He was hoping, I think he was hoping that it became so obvious that he could make those moves, and he can't. Isn't that what it sounds like or feels like? When you trade Darvish, you're not competing anymore. You're just figuring out how you can best quit without having Tom Ricketts stand at the Addison Street off-ramp of the Kennedy with a tin cup. Without, it's always about money with the ownership, too, right? Not just the players. Uh, yeah, and I think that unless the Cubs go on a magical 10, 12, 13-game winning streak and something like special occurs with this team, that you can, do, you can, you can make that tricky balance of not, not just breaking up the core, but training guys like Craig Kimbrell or, you know, Chris Bryant or Baez or Wilson or any of the usual suspects and get yourself better now or into the very near future, not bottoming out like you did when Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer got here in 2012, was it? But, you know, the, the taking... I think it starts with uh, Juan Castillo and just our, our confidence. You cut out there, Mark. Start over. Hello? Hello, hello? My phone cut out, too. Are we on the air? You Am guys are on. Okay. Can you Can you hear? So what happened like, there, guys, what, is what you happened? guys all cut what out. What happened? You guys we both cut out. out. <laughs> so okay. are we, we're all on air now. And, and, okay, we can resume discussion. This sucks. This is Saturday suckage. It's nothing better than that. All right. Walk I, us up, Mark. We had, a, we had a big hot flash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyhow. Right. So, deep breath. We, by the way, the no-hitter is over for... For Dylan Cease, he gave up a hit with one out in the fourth inning. Aaron Still Judge scoreless. Again. He's Sox just a no-hitter, no-hitter killer. Yep. Aaron Judge. Yep. 
All right. Yep. Little. So next. Uh, little opposite field single. Little 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 Nick Madrigal single for. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly who Aaron Judge is. It's a good comp, isn't it? Madrigal mm-hmm. and Judge. Just put them next to each other. That'd be a good picture. Oh my God. Yeah. Out again? Wait, hello? What's All going right. on? It's the Saturday suckage. Hal? I am. I was. I was waiting for Mark to walk us up to the next oh, sound. What? <laughs> okay, you guys have just completely on? broken up your own discussion here. What are you guys doing? You're on air. All right, so I know that the next cut that he was going to play is from Ryan Pace talking about Juan Castillo. So we're going to play that while we get this figured out. I think it starts with uh, Juan Castillo and just our our confidence and our trust in him as the offensive line coach. You you know wherever we draft a player, if it's in the second round, if it's in the seventh round, wherever it is, Juan's going to develop those guys. Juan's going to maximize those players. And I, I just have so much confidence that whoever we put in his room those players are going to grow because Juan is so passionate about making these players better. So I think that's what you see. What's been really cool to see, guys, is how tight our offensive line is right now. Wherever they go, they're all together. All 15 of them are always together. They all lift together. They walk to the practice fields together. They're around each other all the time. It's it's one of the tightest, most co- cohesive O-line groups that I think a lot of us have seen. And, it, and it's early, but it's really neat to see. And I there's some natural leaders in that room. Um, there's a lot of young emerging talent in that room. There's a lot of versatility in the room, too, where they can all play different positions and they're kind of cross-trained, which is going to protect us. So uh, we're excited about the growth and development of that position. But a lot of it, Jeff, goes back to Juan Castillo and our belief and trust in him. All right. That is uh, Ryan Pace, the interim general manager for the Bears, talking about Juan Castillo and and all the good things about an offensive line, and this is the guy who was just telling you about all the good things about <clears throat> Mitch Trubisky and all the good things about this and everything else. And sorry, but his credibility doesn't go very far with me. And uh, and Tevin Jenkins is the biggest question. Can he play left tackle? And when he can play left tackle, that's when I think Andy Dalton's days at quarterback are over. That's when they know they can protect Justin Fields. And that's how I think... That goes. And Juan Castillo, can you bring that along quickly? So that's part of what Mark heard. Now we need to hear from Mark. So Trash Panda, we're going to take a break and see if we can reestablish connection with the with Planet Mark, and we'll go from there. Steve Rosenblum and what used to be Mark Rohde on Saturday suckage, but you had that figured out, right? And if you didn't, you spent the last 10 minutes learning that. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, uh, we were having some technical difficulties at Eric Carroll. <laughs> 312 Texter. That was Radio Gold, Jerry. Radio Gold. 847 Texter. Wow, I tuned in for 10 minutes and already issues. What a surprise. This show sucks. Why do I always tune in? LOL. Hi, Mark. You back? Much like uh, Dylan Cease, the show came undone for about five minutes. Yeah, it still might again. There's still time left. Yeah, Dylan Cease is having a Dylan Cease evening, or inning, and that's what he's doing. So there are, the no-hitter's gone, the shutout's gone. There was never a lead to be gone, and uh, that man, Glaber Torres, with uh, two more RBIs, and Rugnet Odor, and drove in a run as three nothing bad guys. And Garrett Cole's pitching, and whatever he's putting on the ball, he's putting on the ball pretty good. The so old slider that doesn't slide. It's the hanging right up there for Glaber Torres to take a whack at it, and he did. He's he's having his way, Glaber yeah. Torres, with. Uh, the White Sox, and they didn't hear that. And I know there's uh, a certain Cubs fan contingent that when they hear that name, they're like, "Oh, Glaber Torres, he could have been." But no, that was a role as Chapman, and he helped you, you a, win. So anyway, right? Anyhow. You got a World Series, yeah. yeah. So anyways, yep. we we heard from Ryan Pace, the man with zero credibility, talking about Juan Castillo, and he could say everything. They were going as one man unit. I suppose is that legal? Can you do that? Do you have to be vaccinated? One man you have unit. To prove your vaccine. One 15-man unit, they're all marching. They go to lunch together, dinner together, the weight room together. They get in the same under, pair of underwear. That's the way Ryan Pace was making it sound. It's all 
uh, Valkyrie, Valkyra, Valkyra. <laughs> so well, it's all... funny because it's like I wasn't there for the obviously for that segment. I was taking my 15 minute break for the show. <laughs> and... I thought Dave the cat was sabotaging you. Yeah, he needed to be fed. Um, no, yeah. actually, the reason I had played that cut, and you know, you're going to interpret however you want, but I, I only played it because you have been that that was for you, mm-hmm. and it was because you have been on it correctly talking about the offensive line and how you've got to have that right if you want to, you know, have Justin Fields be good or anybody be good with the Bears. So. That was a nod to you, Rosie, but I, I'm sure you made something great of it in that segment that I was lost for. Yes, I went to commercial. That's what I did. <laughs> that's, All right. that's my that's my go-to move in show business. Go to commercial. <laughs> take the break. Take the break. Abort. Abort. Yeah, and I had my, my guy Chris Bogosian from the Tribune tweet, you guys suck more than usual. I said, look, it's the playoffs. You got to raise your game. That's what that's what you got to do. And we're doing it. All right. So what's next? Oh man. Yeah. There there was uh there was an old Saturday Night Live skit where they 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 were the TV anchors. I think it was a Will Ferrell special, and the they you know they're they're these hot, you know stylish tv anchors and they're reading off the teleprompter then the teleprompter goes down and they just melt did he go away again trash panda sounds like it wow (laughs) dave the cat's really angry i don't know what he's doing to to mark's electronics but dave the cat's really angry so um in lieu of Mark, why don't you just walk us up to what's next and what Mark heard, even though what Put Mark can't see. Hello? He's back. Oh, my God. Hurry up. Walk this up before we lose you. All right. Look. Look, it's my <laughs> Wi-Fi. I just, got, I just got offline to get online, so this, this won't happen again. All right. Uh, sucking. Yeah. All right. Let's get right to it here. I heard Steve Stone on with the afternoon show of Spiegel and Parkins, and it was so funny because they were talking about the whole Tony LaRusa thing. And he always comps back to Earl Weaver, who was Steve Stone's coach with the Baltimore Orioles. And for all you youngsters out there, Earl Weaver was a bit of a hothead, uh, old school, if you will, or that's the way a lot of people characterize him. Hot-headed, yelling, screaming manager. And basically, he, he called Earl Weaver a bad guy basically. And I think it was Parkins who asked Steve Stone to follow up on that. And this relates to how players might react to Tony La Russa. Earl was not easy to play for, uh, but it really didn't matter because we were playing for ourselves. We were playing to win and we knew we had 25 guys that were pulling in the same direction and no distractions were allowed. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if you liked the manager, you didn't like the manager, you hated him, you didn't want to see him anymore. I mean, I called Earl the most disgusting human being I'd ever been around in my life, and I wanted to be traded. And he said, well, this is how it works. If I can find somebody who can do your job better than you, then I'll find them. And if I can't, you'll be right back here again. That was the year when I won the Cy Young Award when I came back again. But, I mean, this happened a lot. And it happened to a lot of players. And Earl did that by design. 
Yeah, and there there was a follow up to it as well, where where Danny had specifically asked him what what was it that made him a bad guy, and he he just kind of said that he'd call him at his office and he'd be in his underwear and his hair disheveled and just swearing and yelling and saying unnecessary things to him. So it it was really fascinating, but it's sort of like that the whole win despite your manager and having listened to Mully and Haw too, they had a guest on uh, out of St. Louis. I can't think of his name. He's a, he's a pretty Bernie prominent Nicholas. name in St. Louis. Yeah. Bernie and he was talking. Um, yes. yeah. yeah. I don't know if you heard that segment or, or not um, Stevie sunshine, but he I was did. talking about how this, that, that is, that was, you know, there were many players that didn't like him in St. Louis, but they still won. And so in fact, you couldn't end up arguing with it. And he got away with a lot of that stuff as well. What I, when I heard that segment, and I know Bernie well, and I and I I know his what the things he has he was talking about, and the first thing I flashed on is we should be used to this in Chicago. I don't know that Tony <clears throat> Larusa planned this. I don't think so, but I know that it is in his quiver. This is one of one of his weapons. As we saw, it was Keenan's weapons. Mm-hmm. And one of my. One of Mike Keenan's weapons was even negative energy is energy. Wow. And you can unite a locker room, a clubhouse. You can unite a roster in all of them hating you. And that's what Keenan would do at times. That would be, he'd play that a lot. I don't know if LaRusso would play it a lot. Maybe he'd go about it in a different way. And, and come up with the same answer. But I know that that was a very, that's a common common coaching technique. It's a strategy that's available to them. The first thing I thought of was, was Keenan. I don't know that this was the example, this was the instance, this was what Tony La Russa was doing. But I do know we've seen coaches do this. Yeah, and unfortunately for the White Sox and for Tony La Russa, it doesn't really work as well anymore it's not as prevalent and i think part of it too is and it's in all sports it's in all sports you know i mean you think about the the nba and some of its most successful franchises over the last 20 years and just take golden state for example who has been their head coach steve kerr one of the calmest player friendly let it be kind of coaches that exist Phil Jackson back in the day, although that's a while ago. Um, you know, it just, it doesn't work as well. And then you have, like, unfortunately, too, if you're a manager, you have to consider the entire picture of the organization because they're, because of player empowerment, they're not going to want to come play. Like, free agents aren't going to want to come play for somebody like that. Like, that matters now, whereas back then, in the Earl Weaver days and some of these other, Billy Martin, the manager had all power, right? And the free agency wasn't as prevalent. The money wasn't as big and all of that. So, like, you just can't be that way anymore. Yeah, I think the NBA is, a, is the either the outlier or the leader in that. Of They, have, they are so player-driven, player-run, and the coaches have accepted that that they've attempted to approach it in a different way. It's not dictatorial. It is by more cajoling and more psychological and more, and as opposed to yelling at a, at a player like that, you're just not going to see it. I mean, even who 
is Tom Thibodeau the? I don't even think he's he's a coach who yells. He's got a that that voice kind of sounds like it, but I think he's he's somebody who's practices, somebody who's who's approach to the game and beliefs are seem to be well communicated his players generally buy into it because they achieve success i think other leagues are having trouble and the nfl is having trouble because all the quarterbacks want to be nba players right we've seen that they want to dictate trades they want to dictate where they play they want to have nba player ability to to line up okay me and three guys are going to go there aaron Rodgers was talking allegedly talking like that well you don't really have that you don't have that power you don't I, I love your Tibbs because you're right. He, he's kind of a hybrid because he, he does come across as a taskmaster and a guy who is a put-your-hands-up-and-play-defense kind of guy, but the players love him. You know, he's got a core of guys that Jimmy Butler, Derek Rose will go where Tibbs goes, Taj Gibson will go where where mm-hmm. Tibbs goes, Joakim Noah. Like all, like I don't know any players uh, off the top of my head that, said negative or felt negativity towards Tibbs and in fact it's the opposite you know guys had their careers resurrected under Todd Thibodeau and and obviously that he's weighed on his bosses in a couple of stops you know with the Bulls and with Minnesota but yeah that that's an interesting that's definitely an interesting name to to bring up in those those regards and then you have the other side Jim Boylan right because it seemed like he was sort of the you know, have the whistle in your mouth and practice at all times and all that, and it look was how just that worked jun- out. It was junior high school stuff. Here, here's a here's a, a clock. You're gonna punch in. Yeah. I mean, it just um, it was it was embarrassing, and that's so. This is the, the guard packs and 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 the chairman were the people who backed Jim Boylan and and couldn't wait to get rid of and throw crap all over Tom Thibodeau on the way out. All right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, do we want Tony Larusa's side of of this whole thing? Because there's the, the sure. most recent stuff from Tony Larusa, and um, sure, let's let's set so off we'll, all our BS detectors. Okay. Here we go. I've got I've got three, and we could do these relatively quickly. But Tony Larusa says respect is needed in your workplace. When I say respect, I said it very clearly. You got to respect the game. You respect your opponent. And, and it's a part of sportsmanship. Uh, and I know, based on some of the comments, that those are, uh, in baseball at least, those are not supposed to be values that are important. And I can't disagree more. That's why I asked, because some of you guys, I'm sure, uh, believed or, you know, agreed that, uh, that me being respectful to the game and to the opponent is, is, is not important. And, and I ask you and your profession, do you respect your, your profession? Don't you do everything you can to respect it? And don't you respect or in the respect of your peers? And you're not going to, are you going to bury one of your peers uh, if you got them down? And and, and so I'm going to ask that's it. You know, you know, I get my point. So I, res- I think respect is a, is a hellacious value that we need to embrace. And, and when you brought up, you know, uh, Tim or whoever brought up Tim earlier. The, we've tried to build this family, team family, about earning each other's respect, trust, and showing we care for each other. And what um, 
what I think is the best sign of the early part of the season, you know, a month and a half in, is with the hits that we've taken, we've managed to keep competing and we've gotten our share of wins. And that's happened because this is a really strong character team. And, uh, and it's built on respecting, trusting, and caring for each other. And that includes every player, everybody who works in training room, strength of fitness, coaches, manager. Yeah, character matters for something, but that, that last little part right there, Steve, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll let you blast off. Character matters, but really what matters with the White Sox is they're super talented players. It's the mm-hmm. physical talent that they possess that can overcome a lot. Talent in life. Let's go back to Jeff Goldblum. Talent always rises to the top. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> respect the game. And does that mean respect steroid users? Respect defending steroid users? And respect, I mean, he buried a player. He buried one of his own players. Where's the that was that the respect? Problem. That is the I problem. Mean, right. I just he's it's a hypocritical crap. I mean, he can have a say. He can think what he wants, and he'll have people on his side, maybe old school baseball guys. But but there's just it it's it's oozing hypocrisy like pus out of a sore because it just doesn't it it's wrong. It's bad. He's not he's not right. And you you put a as soon as you put a position position player on the mound. You've disrespected the game. You've diminished what pitching <laughs> means. So I don't want to hear it. And you you want to defend Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, and you want to defend steroid users? Well, sorry, that doesn't respect the game. And I, I got a problem with that. I mean, he's welcome to have his say. He's welcome to go about it. I, I do believe that that locker room is, as we discussed earlier, that locker room is, is bonding around... What the players, the way Steve Steve Stone described it, they're they're doing it for themselves. Tim Anderson as much said it in the wake of in yesterday's Zoom uh, Zoom uh, press conference where he mm-hmm. he just said we we matter. What matters is in here. We're just going to go play our game, and he knows it. And, and and there are times where you almost think you're listening to Mr. Magoo sometimes. So out of touch. <laughs> That, that that's what's going on. Okay. All right, Tony. You have your say. This team's good enough to overcome the opponent and you. So far. Didn't Mr. Magoo get canceled? <laughs> yes. I guess at some point, everybody gets canceled, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. there were some issues with Magoo. Oh, Magoo. Magoo. You've done it again. <laughs> All right. So... Do we need to take a break, or is Dave the Cat going to pull the plug on you again? We, we could take a break, yeah, because I'm I'm good with the Tony. Like the rest of the like, the right. the Mercedes didn't see the the take sign, and then another yeah. respect cut. So yeah, I think we've I think we've covered the Tony Larusa thing well enough. What else we got coming up, Steve? Well, we got what are you doing, Wagner? We nice. uh, want to pay tribute to our Saturday suckage soldier who uh, informed me about something. We have International Matt Negi Day. And we have a piece of audio 15 years ago this week, an anniversary of something. So we'll we'll go over all that before we get out of here at 2 o'clock. Cool. Saturday suckage, of course. Huh? I said cool. Okay. Okay. That's great. I'm, I just want to make sure I can hear you. And I guess I did because you're still on the air. And that's that is an improvement. 
that both of us are on the air talking to each other as part of this radio show. Saturday Suckage, of course. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. What are you doing, Wagner? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, studs. Jeff Gold, Trash Panda being Trash Panda because... Jeff Goldblum is being Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Welcome into What Are You Doing, Wegner? So we're just... Okay, I, I have to pay tribute to Saturday Suckage Soldier Nick Gonzalez, who tweeted at me, I say Sebastian Munoz's tee shot at 18 should qualify for Saturday Suckage. What happened was, on Thursday, in the PGA Championship at Kiwa Island... The ocean course, Sebastian Munoz hit a wayward drive, flirted with the gallery, flirted with fans, flirted with grandstands. Down the left side of the fairway, when it cleared everything, it found its way into the bottom of a trash bag. (laughs) He just happened to be sitting there. He dropped his golf ball into a trash bag. Wow. So... Uh, according to Golf Week, Munoz was in good spirits as he approached the errant shot. He heard his options. He reached in, grabbed the ball, and he was going to get a free drop. So he gave the ball to a fan. Nice touch. Mm-hmm. He made the green in regulation and saved par. Alas, it didn't do much good. He missed the cut. But we welcome Sebastian Munoz on the advice of Saturday Suckage Soldier. Nick Gonzalez, we welcomed the Saturday suckage. It landed in the trash. You can't ask for much more suckage than that. Mark, do you know what today is? No. It's I international. Don't. I know. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Very nice. Nicely done, Trash Panda. This Saturday is International Being You Day. Really? You're invited to celebrate being you. During this day, according to the National Day calendar, during this day, you're invited to explore what it means to be you, beyond the projections of society and the need for perfection. It sounds like it should be called International Matt Nagy Day. You just need to be you. Yeah. They offer some suggestions on how to observe International Being You Day. Do something that you have always wanted to do but have never dared to do. Like run the ball. That's that's the way to go about it. Be you. Go, you know what, give yourself a judgment break. I mean, what if May 22nd turns out to be the day you did not judge yourself for anything? In other words, it'd be a good day for, <clears throat> not to watch your in-game decisions when you had no idea what was going on in the game in front of you. So, this is international... Matt Nagy Day. That's the way we should look at it. We should celebrate like it. you being you. He puts that on all his 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 play cards, right? Isn't that what it is? Be you? Yeah, right? yeah, be you. I mean, he says, yeah. hey, hey, I want you guys to... There's two rules that Matt Nagy has. Be you, and which is awesome, because... And don't well, run the how, ball. How is that? How, how is, well, now he did run the ball. In the, they Remember, they figured out the running game in the second <laughs> half allowed. David Montgomery was like top five running mm-hmm. the football. So they did start to 
to figure things out. But yeah, be you and no turds. The, those are the things that. <laughs> you know, Ditka used to important. make up. Ditka used to make up T-shirts. He had a slogan. Oh, he did. Here. Whatever it takes. We don't have um, turds right. on this team. Right. So that would be. Would that would be? Wouldn't you buy that T-shirt even though we're not supposed to be? showing any kind of sometimes you're supposed to be objective sometimes we're not depending on who rules you're what unwritten rules you're playing by um we i think everybody would buy that shirt if it's chicago bears no turds no sir absolutely i'm surprised that that did not occur way back because he said that in the yeah the training camp of of 2018 and he said yeah we don't have turds here so <laughs> Which was just great. Which was we don't have turds on this team, right? We don't have turds on this team. Like we, I remember that day pretty vivid. Like we actually, it it was, we we needed it that day because it's like the when you get into the, the hard part of camp and everything's the same and and you know trying to figure out what's a story and what's not and oh this guy's got an ankle sprain and there's Riley Ridley and then and then he said no turds. We're all like that's it. That's the quote. That's the headline. No turds. Forget about what we're seeing. Forget about. The Trubisky, you know, downfield connection or whatever, no turds. Go with that. Yep, run it. Yeah, that's it. Run it. Print it. Go downtown and print it. Yeah. Scrap uh, everything else. Yeah. So if I if I ask trash, I asked trash trash panda to fit to fetch a particular sound bite, a cut. I'm gonna have him play it and see if you can identify the anniversary. Um, from which it whence it came this okay. week. Go ahead, go ahead, Trash Panda. Barrett punched Brzezinski right in the grill. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that's, yeah. That was the okay, what do you want me to I'll, say? Play, I'll play it louder for those that didn't quite get that at home. Barrett oh, yeah. punched Brzezinski right in the grill. That that's great? it. That's Farmio. Farmio at his best. Farmio saying grill. <laughs> grill. Punched him in the grill, and in that grill. was it. The anniversary, 15 years ago, where where AJ was was just barreling into home and doing his whole pro wrestling act and walking back and bumping Barrett and and knowing what a Barrett had the stability of a blasting cap. Just ask Carlos Zambrano. I I I love that, and I love Farmio. I love remembering Farmio. Saying it punched him in the grill. Play that again, Trash Panda. Or not. Barrett punched Brzezinski right in the grill. <laughs> it is great. It really is. Yeah. And it was, it was, it made, made the, uh, there's your Crosstown series. So there was another anniversary during the week. Um, and this goes back to 1994. And it was one of the, posters of all posters for Chicago basketball mm-hmm. and it was Scotty Pippen's dunk over Patrick Ewing this week 1994 and he's over Patrick Ewing and John Starks is standing the far side of the key going oh my god and one of the, the best thing about this as the anniversary of it was noted in various ways there's Scottie Pippen on Twitter posting this picture, this poster going over Ewing, and it's the dunk, not the postscript to it. 
And all it says on the tweet is apostrophe, excuse me. Uh, that's great. That was that was well played, Scotty. Well played. I forgot. Oh, we get to the end of May, and you get a whole bunch of really great bull stuff. You get into oh, yeah. great bull stuff, and and those kind of things. Um, Quick update. Of, yeah. Quick update. No, I don't want to hear it. It's yeah. Probably cease, not good for Dylan Cease. Cease loaded the bases. Larusa took him out. With one out, Matt Foster enters, gives up a two-run single, five nothing Yankees. Torres again. Yeah. Oh, was that Torres again? Yes, it was. Oh, Jesus. Torres has what six RBIs in two games? Did he have that many last month? Was he even healthy last month? Oh my Man. God. This He's is crushing just... it. And the the Yankees are a hot team. They come home. If you wouldn't do so well on the road, you're supposed to come home and stink and just oh. Glaber Torres against Dylan Cease. There's like a whole bunch of cubness there. And it's killing yeah. the White Sox. Well, this one, that, this one was off of Matt Foster, to be clear. But, yeah, before that, to, I, I totally get your point. So I want you to I want you to be sitting down for this, Mark. This is advice from the Center for Disease Control. We've heard from mm. these people a lot. I'm standing. In the last 15 months. All right. Well, you could stand. And the, set, the advice from the Center for Disease Control says this. And it came out this week, I swear to God. Don't kiss or snuggle backyard poultry. Okay. Now I'm sick. Now I'm sick. Such guidance, I told you. Such guidance comes in the wake of a salmonella alert. Maybe it's me. Did we really need a salmonella alert to discourage people from kissing or snuggling backyard poultry? I would think not. I've I've not heard of this uh, phenomenon of of hugging or embracing chickens in in any other way. I I saw this headline this week and was legitimately questioning how we made it this far as a species. Right. Like like how did we get this far, and like these things? Because somebody, more than one person, this has to be a problem for the CDC uh to release a statement about it. Like, so it's not just one or two people having done it. <laughs> like, it's a problem somewhere. And it's just like, how, how are we a species still? Like, how have we not died off? Uh, it's, a very, it's a very good question. I don't, I don't know. There's nothing in here about spooning. I don't know if that's still allowed with your backyard poultry. But there's, there's more to your point here, Trash Panda. Remember, in recent weeks, there was the Colonial Pipeline computer hack that created in the Southeast a gas shortage. And it prompted a lot of desperate panic acts. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission had to issue this guidance. Do not fill plastic bags with gas. (laughs) This, This is our America. We have to tell people not to put gasoline in plastic bags and ixnay on the kissing and snuggling of backyard poultry. That's two of my favorite things right there. What am I going to do the rest of the week? <laughs> well, you're, you know what? I, I, I don't know what Shooter and Alice think of you admitting to such things, but you'll have to deal with that on the home front. 
It's Are the first thing I was going to do after work today is go right. fill a bunch of grocery bags with gasoline. Wait, yeah. What a thing. What a thing. Uh, are you guys familiar with the MOB closed captioning Twitter account? No. No? Trash Panda? You watch Negative. That. No? <clears throat> I, I recommend it. We've all, <clears throat> not we've all, deaf people like me, old deaf people like me, have the closed captioning on quite often. And closed captioning is not real accurate in the immediate transcription. <laughs> and what this account does is it saves the, the best, actually the worst of the best, the best, the funniest of the best. So earlier this week when Wilson Contreras homered off John Lester, as the uh, Lester returned to Wrigley, the closed captioning read, The Bleachers and God Will Sink. That's that's whatever. <laughs> what I really need is what they meant and what was said, but that's not. I don't know what it is. But the closed captioning alone stands stands out. And then there was this when Seattle's Mitch Haniger scored. Uh oh. Hanukkah's clapping his hands coming home. <laughs> It's really a wonderful website. I recommend this strongly. It's uh, yeah, MLB it's... closed captioning. It's there's come on at least one at least once a night. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get there. The um, last week for the uh, the Mem- Memphis Grizzlies before all this play and stuff, Sacramento Kings played the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Sacramento Kings social media group tweeted social or Sacramento barbecue. Greater than sign, Memphis barbecue. Okay. After the Grizzlies won the game, the Grizzlies tweeted back, So, do y'all cook it? Do y'all slow cook it for 15 years? Wow. Wow. Oh. Oh. That's quite a thing. That's quite a thing. So, there's a, we've, we followed intermittently the Icelandic volcano that keeps, that goes off and there are streams of lava. Sure. Well, one of the things that people are doing is standing on the river, beside the river of lava and shooting hockey pucks into the flowing river of lava. This is how they're, this is how they're amusing themselves. Standing by the lava and shooting pucks into it. You will never see that puck again. You know, that's it. All gone. Um, and so I'll uh, close with it. Oh, man. Did this happen again? Did this happened again? Yeah, there we go. All right. I'll close with this. Uberfax tweeted out the question, what's the most high-risk, low-reward thing you've ever done? And one of the retweets came from Monica Lewinsky's with the eyeballs emoji. Oh. <laughs> Is that so why she that was notes, trending? I saw uh, her trending that, this That's week, exactly man. why she was trending. Oh, my God. That's, it. that's incredible. All right. Um, we want to thank everybody who listened. We're going to be doing a marathon show on Memorial Day. We'll start at 7 in the morning, and then we'll be going until the 4th of July. So we welcome <laughs> you all in whenever you want to come in. Come as you are. Listen as you are. 
and uh, that'll do it for today. Um, I guess I don't know. I would we just sign off here. Should we do that, Mark? Good riddance. Should we just cut our cut our mics off? And I want everybody to know, championship golf coverage on the score is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Know it, be it, be you. It's International Be You Day. So he's going to be Mark Grody. I'm going to be Steve Rosenblum. We're going to be Saturday Suckage forever after. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.